0: Howdy do, howdy do, howdy do, howdy, da, howdy do, howdy da, ha ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, ha howdy do, howdy do,
1: howdy do, howdy do,
0: come join my cowpoke song
2: Yeehaw. And welcome to episode 186 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is a show where we get to know their creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talked to Hopalong Andrew, he's an urban cowboy, and we talked all about his brand new record called Howdy Do, Songs of the Urban Cowpoke, and it's rodeo season here in Houston where the Good Stuff headquarters is, and it's in the air, people are wearing cowboy boots, and cowboy hats, and, and checkered shirts, and denim, and all kinds of things that I'm not necessarily used to, but... But Hopalong Andrew really taught me what it means to be a cowboy and what it means to be a cowpoke. We talked about lots of different things like how to lasso and, and where does the, the language, like that special language that, that cowboys speak like kippikaye and 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 yee-haw and get along little doggies and various things like that where does that come from you'll have to hear it from Hopalong andrew himself and that little clip of a song was called how do you do it's the very first song on his new record and if you stay tuned all the way to the end of the show you'll be able to hear that song in its entirety Hopalong andrew cowboy stuff coming at you right after i tell you that if you want to reach me Find me, Mike at goodstuffpod.com, if you want to email me or find me on social media, the at symbol GoodstuffPod. And now, no more fakies. Let's get realies with Hop Along Andrew, the urban cowpoke.
0: Good
2: Kids podcast. All right. You ready to do it? Yep. Okay. It is. Uh, it is brightening up a gloomy day here to uh, welcome my new partner hop along andrew to the good stuff kids podcast how are you today
1: i'm doing great how you do everyone
2: it's uh it's great to talk to you let's i I think that you're in you're you're pretty unique you're a unique fella because you you're a cowboy first off but you live in new york city what is it like being a cowboy in new
1: york city Well, um, you know, you'd be surprised. New York City has got a lot of great parkland, and we do have a bunch of different stables. There's a a famous, a famous in Brooklyn here, the Brooklyn Black Cowboys, African American Cowboy Association, um, and Horsemanship Association. Um, they are renowned, uh, in the borough, and they've been here for a very long time, and they're stables. So there, there's access to horses. But the cowboy, for me, is really just, um, um, it's really about an outlook and a can-do attitude, positivity, love of the outdoors. And there are plenty of outdoors uh, in New York City to love. Um, it may seem counterintuitive, but it's all the more precious because it is uh, more rare. Um, so I feel like there's, there's a lot of room to have a positive can-do spirit while living here in town, and to em- embrace all the different types of cowpokes we have. Out West, the, the Great West was a melting pot for for all sorts of peoples in the old days. And I think New York City and our cities around the country are wonderful places for different people to meet. So I think there's a lot of opportunities that are you might not think of that are... That are ca- cowboy esque.
2: Yeah, and, and you you sort of have documented a few of them. I mean, but before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about your musical background and where you're coming from?
1: Sure. Um, well, I uh, I I've I grew up with parents who were very nostalgic for the great westerns that they grew up with, and so much so. That we spent a lot of summers as family trips, leaving New York City and going to the Great American West, driving around um, Arizona and New Mexico, Utah, and, and like that. So, so, so I grew up with a real fondness for this 50, 1950s kitsch of how the West was portrayed, but also a very real sense of what it, what the West was like um, uh, from seeing it, and also from a more modern appreciation of the people and the Native American history and the, uh, the artwork um, and craftsmanship uh, uh, of the land and people. So that 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 kind of stuff was always um, it. It was strangely such a big part of my my life living in town. Like it was even though I was uh, here in the city, there you know our our home was seeped in in that sort of other world. Mm -hmm. And so, so for me, that part, even as I left and became a, um, a musician, more of a singer, songwriter and rock and roller, it was, it was later when I had the opportunity, I was always playing, uh, folk and American folk songs. It was always very important to me. It was more of a private, my private life though. And it became public more on a, on a whim. And, and, um, and I, I found like it really meaningful to to start performing and sharing it with people.
2: Wow, that's that, I mean, the, so I I think I grew up like you a little bit, um, like just like totally romanticizing that idea of of the Wild West and sleeping under the stars, and and you know, one of my favorite movies uh, that I saw at like the exact right time was City Slickers. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> just like, see, you know, Billy Crystal, who was like at the, the peak of his hilarity, like being a cowboy. And it was just like, so cool. And, you know, another favorite of mine is young guns, you know, young guns, right? The movie. I I, I don't. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good, if you like, you know, if you're, you're into like that sort of romanticized idea of the wild west, like, uh, like I am. And I think you are like. I mean, you know, I could talk about, this could be a whole other podcast where I convince you that Young Guns is the greatest movie you've ever seen. We're not going to go in that direction, but it's just like something that is a huge part of, of like my childhood. So I'll so, make sure I see it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then we'll talk after it because, you know, it's like Keith or Sutherland, Emilio Estevez, Lou Diamond That's Phillips. That's right. Oh, it's the best. All-star yeah. cast. All-star right. cast of people that we know and love. So. So I, I think what's amazing about what you do is you have you, the music that you make, and, and I'd love to hear um, hear your, your your how you how you describe it. But you take a song, and, and I think the one that is probably the one that sticks out the most to me, which is "I've Been Everywhere in New York City," which is it's got like the sort of the skeleton of a song that is familiar, but you put it to all of these places in New York city. And it's, it just is like rollicking and great and fun. And I just love to hear a little bit about that song and how that sort of encompasses who you are as, as Hopalong
1: Andrew. Great. Well, that, that was a real pleasure um, to put together, you know, as we're talking about cowboy music, quite honestly, a big influence of mine has been the great parody and satire singers of the 1950s, the novelty music. Uh We're talking Alan Sherman, who wrote Hello Mudda, Hello Fada." He also wrote a lot of other folk songs, a lot of satirical songs. Tom Lehrer, uh, just one of the masters of of parody and satire. And, of course, um, the most familiar in this genre today is probably Weird Al Yankovic. Sure. And, you know, it gives you an opportunity to... You know, for this as my sort of debut album, I thought it would be uh, really give me a great opportunity to reframe the the, these uh, classic country and folk in a way that was obviously sort of a fish out of water um, uh, contrast, just to set them in New York City. It just seemed so um, uh, so contrary to the nature of the music itself. Which makes it so much fun uh fun for me at least so when when um when I was considering songs to that i could that would would translate well and be fun for this for this vision um of course like the, the that classic i've been everywhere hank Snow song uh came to mind and and it was um and it was just a blast to try and uh, include as many neighbors as I could and to give the people in New York a chance to, to hear their, to, to look for their neighborhood in the song. I, 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 I rattle off 103 different neighborhoods. <laughs> oh, wow. and, um, and, of course, and, and tell a story. Um, so the story I tell is different um, is a different story, and that's about getting taken for a ride by a cabbie,
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, <laughs> which is a quintessential like New York experience.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Cool. So you get you you get the cabbie talking, and in the old days, you know the cabbies would talk, and and they could talk your head off, and maybe they were just taking you for a ride at the same time. Or maybe they just really wanted to share, and I've met some wonderful cabbies for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and real personalities uh, you don't have that as much these days, I think, because of the way Uber has come in and um, uh, maybe just like some other other different things but the, the 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 classic old cabbies um you know I think cell phones have gotten the way because cabbies are always on their cell phones now they're always talking. Always on the phone uh, mm-hmm. with their headset, talking to someone. So, you know, in the old days, you know, you couldn't be on your cell phone in the back seat. They couldn't be on their cell phone in the front seat, and you talk to each other. Yeah. And um, so there's 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 that bit of nostalgia too. So I think some of the parents will remember those days mm-hmm. when you were sitting in a cab with nothing to do and you wound up talking to the driver. Yeah. Um, and they were talking at you, and and you. you you know, you still have that. It's rare. And, um, and you know, you get, you get some, you know, some enchanting moments happen. Yeah.
2: You learn a lot about people. People are not always, there's always a surprise, I guess is the best way to say it. People will always surprise you about with their background and, and who yeah. they are. Um, yeah. so, so tell me about Tyrannosaurus.
1: All right. Well, that, that yeah, that's a real fun song. Um, I wanted to um in this album I wanted to pay homage to one of my favorite um institutions here in the city, which is the American Museum of natural history and I grew up going to that museum and um and in, and enjoying all of the the, the age old dioramas and of course the giant dinosaur um dinosaur exhibits it there it's phenomenal so I wanted to Pay an homage to, to the museum and of course I still have a fondness for dinosaurs. So <laughs> I decided to write just write a story about a sleepover a magical sleepover night at the museum where like a little cowpoke's wildest dream comes true and they get to mm-hmm. they get to a dinosaur comes to life and they, they ride through the streets of the city while everyone's asleep. And um, it it was and what what made it a lot of fun and this is a song i i i parodied of a a Hank Williams song called Colidge uh-huh. for that it's not that recognizable cuz i changed the melody and stuff too but there's an homage there as well um referencing you know the the old the olden times and at a different different context so wow cool. um yeah. Uh, so I have a.
2: I, I'm not sure how to ask this question because I'm not sure the technical name for it. But in the songs, there's a lot of recognizable like yippee kaiyay's and ooh like. Yeah. I, what would you? <laughs> I am real embarrassed right now. But that's like, <laughs> really good. No. <laughs> what do? You, what are those? What are those called? And how do you hone
1: your craft at something like that? Because you do it right, because you do
2: it really, really well,
1: thank you. There's classic cowboy cowboyisms, whether they're <laughs> yodels or they're um right they're just sort of phonetic um onomatopoeic type of <laughs> <laughs> expressions kaye, um whoo i o um you know what is the what is the history of that language are those words or that phrasing i, I guess
2: well, yeah like what do you know about it Tell, just
1: fill me in well i i don't know too much i know um uh, I, I i i really don't know that much about it <laughs> i i've just made an assumption you know some of it um some of it comes from um types of um um, cowboy language is how you would call out to the herd and and uh-huh. arrange the herd. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like even the expression yee ha yee means to get the animal to go to the left, and "ha" means the animal to go get to go to the right. So if you <laughs> want to go to the right, and you're 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 with a with cattle, you might say "ha ha ha." And then you might say "yee" for it to go to the left. But if you said "yeehaw," the animal would be totally confused. I have no, <laughs> not weird, weird. So it's a really strange thing to shout because you don't know if you're going left or right. But um, I've always wondered, like, um, yeah, if if there's a, if some of these words are in fact um, we've um, the sort of classic American Western cowboy in fact adopted those terms from uh, Native Americans, mm-hmm. um, or, or from Mexican Americans. I mean, the original cowboys were really the vaqueros, at least in North America, mm-hmm. you know, and so a lot of our lariat usage and rope usage, um, like started off, uh, you know, with the Mexican, um, vaqueros. Huh. Huh. So we, you know, there's, there's a real, there was a melting pot out there, um, And, uh, so, you know, the various traditions come from, uh, come from Mexico, maybe Mm -hmm. Spain. And of course you can go further back. And so, you know, those phonetic, that's just such a great question. I would not be surprised if some of those, if there's some Sioux, you know, some real Plains Indians, um, because those, they were master horsemen before, before, you know, before Europeans, you know, Went into their land yeah. I mean so It's really I think that's An excellent question And <laughs> and, and maybe someone's Really looked into it I mean Yeah Well It'd be fascinating to think
2: Yeah I, I appreciate you Giving it a whirl I, And I know that That put you on the spot A little bit So I, I think that You actually uh, you, you clarified a little bit Do you Do you do any rope work Do you know how to do that
1: I do In fact oh, wow. On my
2: album cover
1: You could see me Doing a Texas skip you're right. Um, which, uh, which you, you, you get a vertical loop going and you jump through it and there's like the wedding loop and flat loops. And I've learned, um, I've learned a bunch of roping because it's so much fun. Uh-huh. It's been fun to incorporate into my shows. And I learned all of it from one of the best Western artists there is. Someone named Chris McDaniel. Uh-huh. And he's, he's, he's done his work on, on, on television and then on Broadway. And, uh, I've been lucky to study with him and we've, so we've cool. gotten lassos out in the park in Brooklyn here and we've, I've taken lessons with him as a, as a local kids coming to Marvel at, you know, something <laughs> they've never seen before. Oh my
2: God. You must draw quite a crowd. That's not, I would love to be there to watch that. It's so cool. You really can't be self-conscious in this. <laughs> no, business. you can't. You <laughs> gotta go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the yodeling ranger of central park.
1: Oh, um, uh, that's great. I, I am, um, well, I was a New York city urban park ranger and it was a one of the, it was a very interesting gig, um, to be, um, there, to, there are beautiful parks in New York city and you're working not only with parks and what wildlife there is, but also with, um, the, the with, the, with the, with the people of this city and a very colorful, colorful bunch. So um, it, so I, wanted, I had a bunch of very interesting experiences, uh, some of which were like purely absurd and whimsical and funny and ridiculous, and others were a little bit more trying, <laughs> but still fascinating, fascinating, uh-huh. just to be like, to be engaged with people on that level, um, you know, when you're out. On the streets every day, um, interacting with with the public. I mean, the way, as you can imagine, imagine anyone who's who's um, working with the public, whether they're in law enforcement or, or the like. You know, you're you're really just out there and experiences every day, seeing seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so it was it was a very memorable time in my life. And I became a, I was assigned to Central Park um, at first the Bronx Bronx wide and then Manhattan wide and my office became the the basement of the castle in the middle of Central Park Belvedere wow. castle you might oh. know it on the great sure. on the great lawn and um, and and um, and i and and it's just, just a magical it's a magical um, park you know beautifully designed landscaped and a lot of room for different types of experiences and and so some of them that happened uh, I sang about I sing about in the song in particular one sort of whimsical one in which my sergeant ordered me to rescue a goose in the middle of a thinly frozen (laughs) lake which made no sense at all at all but you know this is part of the nature of of the job, you know, you're given an order. Sometimes your boss doesn't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> and so I found myself in a rowboat <laughs> rowing across the thinly frozen ice on a beautiful winter day. So there were lots of people out uh-huh. and they all gathered around the pond under the castle to watch me slowly break through the ice to catch this goose. And wow. um, and it was uh, it was uh, well, I'll just cut to the chase. Um, you know, it's, it's the crashing of the ice along the aluminum hull just sort of, like, drew more and more of an audience. By the time I got to the goose, I looked at the, this very large goose, and the goose looked at me, and the goose decided um, it would just waddle up onto the ice and walk away <laughs> across the lake, <laughs> leaving me sitting there like an idiot. And then everyone, like... Everyone around the lake just started clapping with their <laughs> studded gloves and laughing. Ah, that's and, amazing. And it was just—I I, saved the goose without doing anything.
2: You—you you are a goose rescuer, which yeah. is a true makes you a true true cowboy. Um. So yeah. so Hopalong Andrew, I think that like New York plays. You know, obviously, plays a huge part in who you are and what the story is. And and being outdoors in New York, um, I, I loved what you said that that there's a lot more of that than people would think. What are some of your maybe top two or three favorite outdoor places to be in, whether it be Brooklyn where you're you're living or or New York City as a whole?
1: Sure. Um, well, you know, the the, the uh, enchanting thing about one of the enchanting things about Central Park is that is that New York City is on this East Coast flyway of migrating birds. So every every year as the birds are migrating up the East Coast, they come to the greater metropolitan area, and there aren't many places that for them to land, to spend the night, to forage for food. So they get concentrated in our parks. And Central Park is famous for having just an incredibly dense and varied display of wildlife that you... You know, you could walk through the woods upstate for a year, and you're not going to find the birds you'll see in a day in Central Park during migration season, because they're all, they have no choice but to stop right, <laughs> come to you right there. Yeah. So, I mean, Central Park is is really is special in that way. Um, and then, um, quickly, um, uh, out in, in the Rockaways, you go to uh, Fort Tilden and Jacob Reese, and you know, it's the beach where in the evening you could be in New England. There, there are beautiful sandpipers on the beach, and um, and oyster catchers with their fun orange beak. And even this year, I was seeing dolphins pretty frequently. Really, that's and, cool. And you know, so it, it's just it's just mind-boggling. You can be in, you can be in Brooklyn and see dolphins. Uh, you wouldn't think that. Uh, I didn't see any of the um, humpback whales, but apparently there were whales this year. Huh. And then. Just for something different is if you go to Inwood Hill Park, the tip of Manhattan, that was the, you know, there aren't many places in New York where you can really get a sense of our people's history. Um, And and two places where you can do this really well are there, there was a site of a Native American village on the tip of Manhattan, the northern tip. And that's where Inwood Hill Park is now. And if you go there, you'll see large There are areas where there are large amounts of oyster shells, and those are middens or trash heaps. That's where Native Americans who called Manhattan, that's their word, Uh manhattan their home, the island of many hills, that was one of their villages. And the oysters' shells were from oysters they ate, and they discarded the shells there. So, you know, there are these, it it just sort of, of can blow your mind if you really think about that you know you have an opportunity to stand there and to behold our history right in front of your eyes even on the island of Manhattan
2: yeah that's really cool and unexpected and and a beautiful thing that you're doing which is bringing that sort of natural wonder and natural history of New York to uh to people who may not have any idea about it so the record is called uh, how do you do songs of the urban cowpoke and that's who you are um, and uh, is there anything coming down the pipeline that that we should know about hop along Andrew
1: um, well I, I'm you know I'm definitely working on a I'm you know with the record out finally, and the, and the new videos out and everything out I have the opportunity to create new things and there are stories I want to tell and there are different ways I want to tell it musically as well. So so uh, I, I'm not going to, no spoilers here, but, <laughs> but um, you know, catch up with everything I put out in the past month and keep an eye out for, for what's coming.
2: Wow, that's right awesome. Now. Well, can't wait to uh, sit around a campfire with you and share a can of baked beans and, learn about, this is like, uh, again, I'm embarrassed, but like, that's my, that's the blazing saddles reference. That's what I know. <laughs> so, um, I, I can't thank you enough for, for, uh, for talking with us. And before we wrap up, how can we keep up with you? Like where can we find these videos and things like that?
1: Great. Well, if you go to my website, hopalongandrew.com, you'll, you'll, you can from there, uh, get, you know, hear my mu- You can hear my music anywhere you go. Wherever you like to listen to music, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, the central place is just go to my website, and it'll direct you to all those places. Uh, if you like, want to hop along, Andrew T-shirt or mug, well, you might find it there too. <laughs> and and um, you know, it, so that's the central place. But you just you just g- Google old Hop Along, and you'll find <laughs> you'll find it wherever you want. <laughs>
2: Wow. (laughs) Google Hopalong. That's
1: amazing.
2: Well, Hopalong Andrew, thank you so much. It was great getting to know you and hearing a little bit of your story. And uh, I'm glad that goose was saved. And I think you had a lot (laughs) to do with it.
1: (laughs) I know. So close to Thanksgiving too. Yeah. Uh,
2: Mike, thanks so much. So, quick quiz, do you think that Hopalong Andrew and I had a good time during that conversation? If you answered yes, then you are totally right. Thank you to Hopalong Andrew for taking the time with me and for making that super fun. Super, 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 super cowboy style fun. Again, email me, reach out. My email game has been slacking a little bit I should acknowledge that And say I'm not as on top of it I'm starting a new job Things are going Uh, You know, three kids But I will get back to you, I promise And I want to hear from you And please, you got good stuff Reach out, let's do a thing Let's make a time Let's talk on the thing And record it with the thing And and You know, okay Here is Howdy Do by Hopalong Andrew Thanks for listening Talk to you very, very soon
0: I love to go a moseying along the avenue. And as I go, I love to sing, howdy, howdy do. I love to mosey by the park Beneath the bright skyline I cheerfully bask in the breeze And lose a track of time Howdy-do, howdy I To all I meet and they wave back at me and birdies call so bright and sweet from every